Welcome back to the Boys Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Schaefer, here as always with my other co-host, Sloan. Sloan, it's good to have you. It's good to be here, Josh. It's good to have you hosting, and it's good to talk about this fantasy football league and this fantasy football league season where I'm at the top of the table. You have had a great season so far, but let's be honest. There's plenty of time to talk about fantasy football. We'll get there. I feel like right now I just want to hear about you. Before we started the podcast, we were talking about your very hectic schedule. And while you don't have time for your legal law uh, YouTube channel that you had talked about starting. Yeah, I feel like the boys all deserve an update on what your day looks like so that you don't have the time to do this because it's pretty impressive. I had always been interested in doing some sort of YouTube channel, whether it was related to my career or not. Um, that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because I think it's something extra outside of my career and something that you can not tangibly see or feel, but you can listen to it and it's something, uh, that's out there. And I had thought about it leading up to taking the bar and passing it, doing a YouTube channel for legal related videos. Um, but life just gets in the way, busy man, working a lot trying to build those hours, uh, got other familial responsibilities, things like that. Why don't you take us through a day in the life of Sloan? What are you waking up? What are you doing? And I was just explaining this to Josh before we started recording. The goal is to always wake up at 530 and go to the gym. Do we do that every day? We don't. But I would say half of the time we do that. Half of the time uh, you wake up at 5.30 to go to the gym. That's impressive. And if we don't wake up at 5.30, we get up at 6.20, lay in bed for 10 minutes, and then get out of bed. And then we get started for the day, um, work till 5, come home, usually go for a run, shave my head, shower, and fix and eat dinner. And then by that time we're done doing the dishes, it's 7 p.m. And we got to go to bed at... 8.30 to 9, at least get in bed at that time to be ready for the next 5.30 a.m. wake up. So you're running and working out pretty much every day? Uh, like- I would say half of the days we do both. Uh, we we do one or the other every day. Uh-huh. Um, and I would say three or four days a week we do both. What's your goal here? Are you like trying to get ripped? Or no, I like- don't want to get fat. That's my... I don't want to be a fat dad and I don't want to be an old dad. So I need to make sure that I'm not getting fat right now and hopefully not getting too old either. So do you just, do you even care about what you eat or do you just eat whatever you want since you're working out that much? Breakfast is yogurt and a banana. Keep that pretty lean. Mm. Lunch is broccoli and chicken breast with some sort of sauce. I used to have rice with it, but that was just too many carbs, too many calories I didn't need. And then dinner it's usually something simple and cheap. Like tonight, I was doing dinner by myself back at an event at the church, and it was just a hamburger and fries and some beer in a Harry's cup. Wow. Wow. That's like, that's that's an intense daily diet. I'm I'm hungry just hearing you talk right now. I figure if I can be good for two meals a day, then the <laughs> third one doesn't really matter. So that's what we try to do with dinner is, I do good breakfast, good lunch, and then dinner, we do whatever the heck we want. We'll do like quesadillas, we'll do uh, cheap pasta, some chicken breast, stuff like that, but we try to stay pretty good. 
Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, you don't want like to feel bad during the day while you're working. So you might yeah, as well just, eat something that will make you feel good. I don't want to be unhealthy. I don't want to get fat. That's my biggest fear in life. I I knew when I started losing my hair that I was going to have to shave it at some point. I didn't want to be fat and bald. So that's dude, bald. that's where I'm at, too. Like, I know that I'm going to go bald at some point. I was talking to this about my coworker with my coworkers the other day, two of which are bald. In retrospect, probably a sensitive topic to bring up about how I want to go bald. Are they bald or balding? Are they uh, me or one Mike? of them? Uh, one of them is bald and one of them is close to being bald. But like he's not he's not bald yet. OK, uh, he's balding like me. And I'm just like, I just want to be ripped when I get bald. You know, like I like when I shave my head, I want to be in the best shape of my life because being a a a in shape bald dude is an it's a nice look. It looks good. Like when you're ripped like that, like even if you can't grow a beard, because I can't grow a beard, I feel like it's the second best option. If I you're think you don't think you can grow a beard. You just have to let it grow for like three months to see where it's at. Because I always had that fear too. Because I have thin beard hairs, and they're also not the follicles are not densely located. So you really just have to wait for them to get long and then it'll get that coverage. The longer it gets and the further down your chin, it goes, you really have to commit for like three months for it with it looking bad. And then you can shape it after that. Once it gets long enough. Ugh. I don't know, dude, I guess, I guess at some point, but for now I still have these beautiful locks of hairs and I'm, I'm keeping them. You're rocking it, man. <laughs> yeah. Keep it for as long as you can. I wouldn't sure. have thought I would have made it to 27, honestly, with, still having hairs like you I know think when your dad shaved his head it was it was my dad didn't start shaving his head until i went off to college oh, like wow. he okay. had the hairs like you look back on some of the pictures of him and he has like you can count like you know in the bible they say they the god knows the number of hairs on your head i knew the number of hairs <laughs> on my dad's head <laughs> Well, and that was one of the bigger worries that I had is I didn't want to graduate college and then try to hold on to this for like five to 10 years and then finally shave it when I'm like in my mid thirties and then have to look back when I'm older and think like, man, yes, like not many people knew or like there were a good chunk of people who knew me before shaving my head and I'd rather just get it out of the way. So yeah. I shaved it within a year after graduating from Purdue. Yeah, I, I, I shaved it shaved like the week. Early. I shaved it the week that we lost to Virginia in the Elite Eight. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think you shaved yours early. Honestly, I think you could have gone a little bit longer. I like, think it, it could didn't too. look bad when you I shaved just, it. I was worrying about it way too much, and just getting yeah. rid of that worry felt so good. I remember feeling so relieved this weight off my back when I shaved it. Eh. It is really nice. I, I have a trusted ally that says like tell me when I need to shave it. That's I've entrusted one person to Do you say. ask your, your barber or your stylist, whoever you go to when you get, no, because they, why would they want to tell me to shave it? Cause they're going to lose a, a patron. I, yeah, you know, I guess like, that's a good point. I don't and, know. And, and, and when you go to a barber, half the people there are basically bald, you know, like, like the majority of people, when you go to a barber are guys who are balding. So it's like, you know, they're I not going to, they're not going to judge. I, I went to Henny's at Purdue mm which was a bunch of female stylists. And then I went to some place north of campus that my stylist went to after she left Henny's. Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember asking her every time. And my aunt used to cut my hair before then. I'd go back home and she used gotcha. to be a hairstylist. And I would ask her, like, how's it looking? 
And the, the frustrating part is that mine is so bad. And every other guy in my extended family is either bald or balding, but my brother still hasn't gotten to the point where it's even close to shave his head, which that's is so annoying. Right. Yeah. And everybody Man. thinks I'm the older brother. That's true. Harrison looking good. He's yep. got the, he's got his hair does look actually pretty good. I mean, he's yeah, going bald, like he's going to go bald. I think he's know, getting some power happen. alleys, but yeah. nothing in the, the far back of the head yet. Yeah. It's a very sensitive topic. I don't know whether I can like, some people are very insecure about losing their hair, which is fine. You know, like, but I'm just like, whatever about it, you know? So then I feel like I can sometimes be offensive to people when I'm like, you're in a long-term relationship, which I think helps. I think that's yeah. one of the biggest. Yes. Yes. Things. If you're single and going bald, that sucks. Tough. I knew a guy in high school who was starting to go bald or it was like middle school. He was starting to go bald. And I was like, that sucks so much. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I, I can't either. Well, and that's the joke that I make every time I go to the bar or go to a uh, a grocery store to buy some some alcohol. Is they ask for my ID and I look at them and I'm like, I have no hair on the top of my head. So odds are I'm at least 21 years old. And even if I'm not 21 years old and I'm bald, I need a drink at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're 18 and you're bald, yeah, that guy, go ahead and let him have a beer. He deserves a beer. So you're regardless, right. I don't need to be ID'd. I agree with you. All right. It's time. Broncos country. Let's ride. Game just game just started. It just started. Yeah. Let's jump into it. We had a we had a wonderful uh last week of fantasy football. The table continues to go the way I think we all thought it would, at least at the top, where and honestly at the bottom too. I don't feel like th- this is the least surprising year of the league so far. The bad teams are getting bad. Colin made a nice move to make his team better, but Angad's team just keeps getting fucked over with injury after injury. He's, you know, a couple weeks right at the bottom. Austin's team, another stinker. Things are looking bleak for the bottom teams. It's been good for us. Are you still having fun, Sloan, despite what's going on? Do you still enjoy fantasy football during the regular season? Where are you at? Yeah, I think I'm still having fun. Um, I can't remember if I talked about it privately to some of the league members or if I talked about it on the podcast. And I think you might have talked about it. The goal during the regular season is really to just make the playoffs because with the three-week playoff, anything can happen. And it's tough to build a team for the final three weeks of our playoff season. Um, So at this point, I mean, yeah, it's enjoyable seeing how my team does every week and with some injuries and some guys who aren't performing as well as I want them to, you, you're trying to manage that and figure out what you're going to do going forward because it still is a long season. There's still a handful of weeks left that could knock one of the current top four teams out of the playoff contention. So I'm having fun. Um, yeah, just trying to manage injuries and, and things like that and get my team ready for the playoffs. And hopefully I can make the playoffs because I don't want to speak too soon that Colin starts swooping in and taking some – playoff positions Um, or Brian they're both I mean they're not really there I mean let's be honest neither of them are like close at this point in the table and honestly when you look at the weekly scoring pretty much every week it's three of the four of us in the top four and then one of us kind of has like a little bit of an off week and ends up outside of the top four but yeah that's a good I feel like it's 
the the problem is is that if you're Colin or Brian right now, you have to beat like one of the team, one of our top four teams consistently, and that's very hard when you have Austin, Ongood, Mike, whose teams are just really bad every single week. Like the odds that any of the three of us go below those three are are quite low, and so then you basically have to make up twelve table points by consistently beating you know, four different teams. So, yeah, it's hard. It's hard for whoever is outside of the top four right now to get in. Um, But it, I mean, it, it could happen. Do I think anybody else is going to jump into the top four outside of you, me, Dylan and Tommy? I don't think so. Um, I'm surprised to see Brian as high as he is. Matt, I think was a little bit of a disappointment this season, um, but with the trades that he's made, so far, I think, and we talked about it before, he's sort of committed to tanking or at least try to rebuild at this point. Yeah, I think Matt has honestly gotten pretty lucky, I would say, up to this point. His team has kind of been really good, even though he hasn't, like, it, it almost seems like he's done better since he made the trades that objectively made his team worse. So in the short term, at yeah. least, so. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. I, you know, I was texting on good this week and I was, I was just like, how are you doing, man? What are your plans? And he told me, I wish I had never made any trades and I could just have the team back that I drafted. <laughs> so fortunately for him, he's having fun in his redraft leagues, but things are looking, when you look at his lineup, it, it, it looks like the lineup of like a 16 team league. Like it's yeah, it's not good. It's rough. Yeah, because I I remember I think it was after listening to last week's episode with Brian and Matt and talking about some of the bottom teams and looking at Ongood's team. I mean, it's so bad. And the only way that you're going to get better in reality is waiting for time to go by and you get, you know, the, the 2026 draft class, 2027 and getting those draft picks available. And that's really just not fun at all. And he's been to Waffle House. I think losing after going to Waffle House, coming in last, and going to B-dubs, I think would be fun. Because I think that's that's more of a limited time frame. Now, it's frustrating that Ongood isn't in Indiana or close to any of the other boys. Because if he was in Indiana, I mean, that'd be a, a blast to go hang out with him while he's doing it and uh, just make a night out of it. Um, so if I'm good, if you're up here for whatever reason, we can set a date and get that, uh, scheduled, assuming you come in last, but I think it's pretty, uh, pretty certain that you're going to come in last at this point, but well, I mean, the nice part about the B-dubs thing is, you know, we could make it if it, if it does happen, it would be great for boys weekend. Like it would be a very fun boys weekend activity. I think that that's a good point. I think that'd be a blast. We could yeah. put that on hold until boys weekend for sure. Oh, for sure. I would love like the thing is, does the person, you know, want to give up a weekend of, you know, fun? Cause you're probably going to be in a lot of pain after it happens. Like what is, is the challenge? It's, it's blazing wings. Is 10, that what it is? 10 blazing wings in 30 minutes. And if you don't eat 10 in 30 minutes and you got to clean those suckers, you can't just like, it's not just take a few bites. I think it's, you know, no meat left on there. And then uh, if you don't eat 10 in 30 minutes, you have to do 10 more. So up to 20. 10 chicken wings is not that much meat. 
It's a lot, dude. If you like, if you order ten chicken wings right now, it's like fifteen dollars. Like, I mean, that but that's price though. How many chicken breasts is ten chicken wings in terms of actual meat that you're consuming? Yeah, but the thing is, if you're eating a chicken breast, you can just eat that really quickly. A wing, you can't consume a wing in a bite. You know, like you have to, like, gnaw at it. You know, like it's a. Uh, like you're going to suffer because you just can't eat it that fast. Okay. So you said 10 wings in how many minutes? 30 minutes. And then if you don't do that, 10 more wings in an additional and 30? However, however much. Just whenever. Time. Okay. Just whenever. Yeah. I mean, I mean like could... in the same sitting, like you can't just like eat one a day or something. I know, but you could say I'm going to eat 20 wings in two hours. That's so much. That's kind of lame. Dude. Do you it's eat any bad. spicy food? Do you eat spicy food? Uh, I, yeah, I actually really like spicy food. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm like, okay, this isn't that big of a challenge. I really you should don't try some, bad. you should get an order of blazing wings. I should like just for fun. Cause I feel like you're really, you're the only person who is thinking that this is like a weak punishment. Well, I should have done it tonight. They're doing, uh, uh, what is it? Oh, uh, Hank yeah. FM, Hank FM at, uh, B-dubs and Carmel. That's where they are right now. Giving out Colts tickets. Could have just oh. drove down the road and, and done it there. But I, I want to look up what the scovilles are on that sauce. Isn't that the Oh, that's a fun idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scovilles is the heat measurement. Wow, this is pretty fucked up, though. I mean, like this. Two million only... That sounds like a lot. Like, what is it like does. Tabasco? What is Frank's uh, hot sauce? Oh, my. Yeah, let's look up Frank's. It's going to be what? Like a percentage of that? It's uh two two thousand. Two million to two thousand. That's a big difference. <laughs> I think Frank's is like a nice level of heat. Like I enjoy Frank's, you know, I think it tastes good. Two million yeah. is a lot of scoville though. That feels that feels heavy. I mean, I eat a lot of jalapenos. Um, what's a jalapeno? Look that up. I mean, probably not that much, but do you eat raw? Like I can if you I mean I it raw is in like I chop up a bunch of chunks of it and then throw it in my eggs. Um, but I don't like I'm not a lunatic and I don't take bites out of a jalapeno like a banana. <laughs> that uh, would make you a lunatic for sure. Jalapenos. Well, this is a big range between twenty five hundred yeah. and eight thousand. Yeah, that doesn't make I don't know how you how you do that. But I mean, um, a, a Carolina Reaper is two million on this on this unofficial chart that I'm looking at, which right is now. what the blazing wings is. Dude, that's that's brutal. Do they sell milk at B Dub? Pepper spray is two million. Huh. <laughs> you can get you can get milk at B Dubs. I well, did the blazing challenge one time. I I have I'm sure I've How mentioned old were this you? many times. I was in high school. And did you succeed? I failed. I failed. No, I failed. Miserably. It was so hard. And and it was like it was your mouth my mouth hurts so much. I've never had mouth pain like that. I mean, what kind of pain is it though? If it's going to like injure me, I think I might have an issue with it. But it's if it's gonna just injure pain, you, it's going to it's going to hurt and it might make your tummy upset, but I don't think it's like can I vomit? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, this isn't the Great American Challenge. Yeah, remember last time you said that? Yeah. But this one, this one I don't I don't like if you're going to throw up and then keep eating spicy food, I think <laughs> 
Uh, go ahead. Be my That's guest. the exact same thing you said with the Great American Challenge. <laughs> yeah, but this one isn't a competition. This is a punishment. So it's yeah. like, I don't, I, I'm, when I'm looking at the Scoville scale for peppers right now, the highest it goes is up to 2.2 million. So I feel like we are like, this is hot. I'm looking at people on YouTube eating these right now, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, how many wings do you get and how many drumsticks do you get? Because there's a big difference in the way that you eat those. A oh, wing, dude, you can eat I would be so drummies. Oh, I would want drumsticks all day really? over a wing. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but there's like a specific way that you can eat Oh, yeah, because you wing. can suck the you meat off the You just slide it off. Yeah, yeah And I think true. doing it as quick as possible is going to be what you want. I think what do I prefer eating? If I'm just sitting down and having it casually, I think I prefer a drumstick, but that's not the goal with this. I'm trying to just do it as quickly as possible. Give me a glass of milk and 10 drumsticks. The thing's done in 60 seconds. You can tell that this is like that we're getting up there in podcast count because like for fantasy football, like we're just, you know, like (laughs) I think this is the most research we've done all season for (laughs) Two million scoville, how many wings and how many drumsticks do you get? Do yeah. they look like they're suffering in the YouTube video? Like I'm watching some girl right now and she is manhandling <laughs> these things. I mean, it looks like just another day at the office. She's got a little ink on her. So, you know, she's a little tougher than some of us, but it's, I don't know. Some people, I mean, they're crying. Their faces are completely red. I think it just depends on the person. I think I'd be, I'm talking a big game and I think I need to go in it with that confidence if I were to do it. Um, but I might just start crying and end up quitting at some point. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you can't quit. That's for sure. Like if you quit, then you have to do it again. It's not like you can't not do the punishment, you know? I just think I'd rather do something like this because time wise, it's quicker than Waffle House. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I would do the blazing thing over, over Waffle House. Yeah. Which makes me think, why are we making this the punishment i think we should have done something second year it's the second year punishment i think funny this will be funny i don't think it's that funny i think waffle house is tough because you're taking up an entire day and you have to actually eat a lot of waffles regardless of how long you stay there because i don't think anybody's staying there for 20 hours or even 16 hours something like that but second time you lose you do something funny i know we had talked about doing like a calendar in the past where you have to do you have to pose and do separate like uh, themes for each month, stuff like that. Um, yeah. My brother-in-law, he lost once and he had to be like a social media influencer for like a week and post on <laughs> social, like on Instagram and stuff like that. As, as those, funny. he was a social media influencer. Um, that kind of stuff I think is funny because you get through that initial uh, threshold of doing the Waffle House thing. And then after that, it's like, okay, you've already been through the pain enough. Um and I think it might help with people wanting to tank. Like Ongood would be encouraged. I know he doesn't have his uh, draft pick for next year, and I'm not sure about 2025 and 2026. But if you get through it once, then it's like okay, you know. If if you if I'm in a situation, and I'm speaking to me personally, if I wanted to tank this season, I know that I would have to go through Waffle House if I come in last. But I think once you do it once, then it's like okay. You still have some sort of punishment that you probably don't want to do, but it's not as bad as Waffle House. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think I think it's good. It, the The first loss is the thing is, if Ongood loses again, that like sucks. You know, like 
I was telling Ongood, I don't want anyone in the league to really lose besides Mike. Like, I think everyone else, I don't I don't want to see them lose. And Mike, I only want to see lose just because we have kind of a heated, I think, fantasy football rivalry, mm-hmm. you know, that goes. But everyone else, I don't I don't want to see them lose. And to see someone lose twice, like that you just feel bad for them. Cause my ultimate goal as a commissioner of this league is I just don't want people to quit, you know? So if if the punishment is so bad that people want to quit, then like that's that's a real problem. I want people to enjoy this league overall. Yeah, and we're getting into the situation where when you finish twice in a row, it finished last twice in a row, that's a that's, that's a quitting fun. scenario. That's a quit. I think you I think most people would quit, especially knowing that you just finished last twice in a row and both years you didn't have your pick that like you didn't have your first round pick both years you finished last. And well, then, I think that's that's part of the reason why we do a more fun punishment for your second time around because then it, it it it's not a deterrent if you have to go to Waffle yeah. House a second time or have to go do the Blazing Wings challenge and you don't really want to do it. Well, I think we can do a more fun fun punishment the third time around because I think we'll have a decent chance to yeah. uh, establish that punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the- we might be in that situation. For sure. After this year. Um, but yeah, it's I don't I don't want Anga to finish last. I would love to see Austin finish last. I think Austin at Waffle House would be a pretty funny experience. I think honestly. it'd be if anybody it would had be to hilarious. Go, I think Austin or Tommy that they would probably do the best job of documenting it and having a good time out of it. Somehow yeah. sneaking a beer in there, just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Austin going, you know, would be funny. Mike I don't think would be funny. I think it would be like uh, it would be painful, you know, like if Mike went uh, like, I th- I think it would be a, a challenge for us all if he ended up having to go to enforce it. No, offense, I think Mike. he would do it in such a boring way, in such an analytical, <laughs> like one bite precise. per minute or something. Yeah, <laughs> like he really knows how to do it. He's done his research and it's not even fun for us to experience like you could see Tommy or Austin ordering like a plate of six, you know, at a time. They're just yeah. like, maybe I could do six at a time right Listen, now. Listen, if I'm doing it, I'm ordering at least eight and just <laughs> smashing them together and just trying to down them as quickly as possible. Because once you get through, I think Brian did a terrible job the first year he did it. You don't want to do it slowly. You want to get as many in as possible, as quickly as you can. Uh, and, and then because if you eat two waffles, you're probably going to feel as full after an hour as if you ate eight waffles. Like it's just the fullness thing. You're only going to be hungry once throughout that day. And you might as well get as many in as quickly as you can when you start, when you actually are hungry. Yeah. Hopefully I never have to execute that strategy. No, I think you're a ways off from actually having to execute it. Like even though your team is older right now, like I think you'll, you'll have, assets that you can trade to at least still be decent yeah i i agree and i've thought about that a lot going forward well if it doesn't if i don't get a championship this season then what do i do you know do i try to salvage some players that i have and go for it again or do i just trade away and i thought about okay if i trade away i'm still going to be able to keep some guys that are going to allow me to not go to waffle house and i think think you're in that situation too you have a lot of older guys but you still have enough talent where that's just not even going to happen no yeah, I mean, it would take uh, many, many injuries, I think, for me to have to go like 
in the next couple of years. I don't know. Maybe after that, you never know what happens. I draft poorly. Things can go bad, but yeah, it's, it's nice to be in that position. I think that's the luxury of this podcast for you and I, is we're both kind of in a great spot. You know, we can look on from afar. We can judge, speculate, like we're just having a good time over here. There's some real guys in our league who are suffering right now on a weekly basis. And it brings me to my my next point, though, of I asked you this at the start of the podcast of are you having fun right now? I think this might be the least amount of fun I've had doing fantasy football in a given year. The league just feels so decided already. Like. And even if there is one more like switch around in the playoff race, you know, maybe Tommy drops out because he gets too many injuries and, you know, Brian or Colin or someone else jump in. I don't know. It just. I've, I think I've spent my whole life as a commissioner trying to limit the amount of volatility in fantasy football. But I think the volatility is actually what kind of makes it fun. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I'm just like every week, I haven't even been watching football these days because I'm just like, whatever happens to my team happens. Like things are probably going to be okay. If I don't miss the playoffs, if I miss the playoffs, Fantasy football is fucking stupid. I have an awesome team. I should not be missing the playoffs. There's a 12-point separation between the team in fourth, which is you, and the team in fifth, which is Brian. That is a big separation. That's a big range just because we know that we have good teams, and specifically you, Josh. I mean, you scored 190-something points last week. All of the teams in the top four – are going to outscore the bottom six most weeks. So when you already have that 12-point gap after five five weeks, it is kind of tough thinking, well, is anybody actually going to come in for that final playoff spot? Probably not. I think it's just a race to the bottom. That's where the excitement is going to come this season. Yeah, I think you're right. We have four teams that are within four points of last place. That's pretty close. Um, I mean, that's a closer range than the teams in the playoff spot. Uh, four teams within four points uh, of the bottom and then four teams within five points at the top. Uh, and I think we're us as the four teams, I think we're going to stay up there and seeing who's going to come in last. But we already talked about it a little bit earlier. On Good's already in last, and his team's not looking great going forward. Colin's going to make a big jump. I think uh, you already saw that yeah. with the moves that he made and with his performance this past week. That's just going to continue to go. So Really, I think it's 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 just on good. It's got to be him who's going to come in last. Yeah, I mean, Mike at least has the flexibility to stop himself from coming in last. But yeah, I think it's 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 probably on good. But I do want to highlight, though, your point is great. It's a race to the bottom. If we didn't have a punishment in this league, it would this season would be horribly boring. Mm-hmm. Like. There would be it would just be like jockeying for positioning. You know, I I I know we've gotten some pushback on the value of the punishment, but I feel like this really emphasizes why it is a necessary thing to have. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because this season would just be so extremely boring. Um, how did you feel after putting up 193 points last week? I honestly felt nothing like I'm going to be, I'm, I, I mean, the the most I felt was on Thursday night with DJ Moore. Because, <laughs> I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the amount of times I've tried to trade DJ Moore, Brian, Colin, Matt, Mike, you all know 
You've been offered D- Sloan. You've been offered DJ yeah. Moore. Everyone has been offered DJ Moore. And uh, it was nice, at least for a few hours, to have a few days even, have the number one half PPR wide receiver in fantasy football this season. Uh, you know, it's DJ Moore season. And and I think from there, the, my team obviously did really well the rest of the weekend. Puka is looking like a stud. Uh, I love that pick. You know, Cooper Cup didn't miss a beat. Ridley's looking good. You know, Alvin Kamara looking not washed at all. Bijan Eckler's coming back next week. Like the good good things are just you know coming in. My team didn't start off the strongest. A lot of injuries, but now things have kind of cleared up, and I'm I'm feeling pretty optimistic for where the season goes. But honestly, after the last two years of just, you know, especially last year. And I sent the picture in the group chat of the week one of the playoffs where I put up 153 points and and first place put up 165. And then there's two people ahead of me who put up less than two <laughs> points more than me. I'd completely I, forgotten about that. I know. I didn't even want to see it. But I just, I don't know. I, all I can think about is how fucked the playoffs are going to be and how how miserable I'm going to be once they actually start. So. I, I, 193 I was like this is great you know like yeah. I don't have to care the nice the nicest part about putting up 193 is not having to care about what's happening you know like I can just shut my phone off and like do whatever I want because I know that my team is in good shape when you're yeah. in that 110 what to 130 projection range you're like eyeing the fantasy football app nonstop because you never know what's going to happen yeah what's your sunday been like this season this Sunday, I went on a hike in the morning. Uh, like last week, I uh, just I didn't even watch football really. I just hung out. This this uh, this coming Sunday, I'm going to the Halo World Championships. Two weeks before that, like gaming, I, like Halo, 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 the video game. Yeah, Halo wow. World Championships are the throwback. Jeez. Yeah, I went last year and it was so much fun. What's the current game right now? What's the current Halo game? It's called Halo Infinite and oh, it didn't okay. it's not it's I wouldn't say it's it's crushing it. Um but if you've never been to an esports event, it is so much fun. Like there's the everyone is nice. They give out free candy, free energy drinks. There's people dressed up in costumes. And everyone is just there to watch video games, you know, and it's, it's awesome. It's, it's so much fun. So I'm doing that two weeks ago. I went to a a apple orchard, like Sundays for me have just been, have been everything but football. I I bought Sunday ticket this year. I watched it the first week. It was awesome, Mm -hmm. but there was something so depressing to me about watching my entire Sunday slip away, like watching football. I don't know. It's just it just feels like nothing because I don't even I realize when I watch football, I don't even follow what's going on with the actual games. Right. All I think about is the fantasy implications of every play to where I don't even know how good actual teams are. What Halo games did you play growing up? I was I my parents actually didn't let me play Halo until I was in middle school or like high school. So I lived like I loved the idea of Halo. Every time I would go over to my friend's house, like Halo. Oh, 3, wasn't that the best? Yeah, I'd be Your like, buddies "Oh my god, it. yes, I can finally play Halo." <laughs> uh, Halo Reach was the first one I bought myself, and that wow, one I okay. think was like 
and people enjoyed that, but not as much as Halo three and you know, mm-hmm. Halo two and one, obviously. But that was that was my first one. And I yeah. wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of Halo. I played Infinite and I, I was okay. I'm just bad at it now, so I don't like playing things that I'm bad at. What about my, you? My Halo for you was uh or my Halo for me. I, I like Grand Theft Auto. That was the game that my mom would not let me buy. Gotcha. For good reason. But I mean, we started playing Halo two in elementary school. I mean, we got an Xbox One for Christmas one year, refurbished, and my brother and I played the hell out of that. It was so yeah. fun. And then eventually we got a 360 and just Halo 3. Oh, my goodness. And it was back in the day, are you a Halo guy or are you a Call of Duty guy? Yeah, exactly. Both so fun, but two really completely different first-person shooters, right? And, yeah, Halo 3 was our thing. I remember trying to get that 50 rank, trying to get general in doubles in matchmaking and all that. Um, and I remember call We also played a bunch of call of duty and I think it was call of duty. Oh, geez. What, what was after modern warfare two? Cause it went like Treyarch. Uh, and what was the other I think developer? It was black ops Infinity after Ward. modern warfare two. And then was what, Infinity was after, Ward... what was after black ops? I think it was modern warfare three. That's what it was. Yeah. I remember I was ranked number one in the world on overall score for Modern Warfare 3 for a short period of time <laughs> right after the like hacked lobbies got mm. popular and I remember oh, getting yeah. into one and it was like every time you would kill yourself you would get like <laughs> tons of points so I just kept like throwing C4s up in the air and blowing myself up and then the game and I remember thinking oh man I'm going to be like I'm going to have so much XP from this it's going to be awesome and then the game ends, and I look at the overall leaderboard for the world, and I'm number one. Number and I'm thinking, one. oh, my gosh, I'm going to get banned. And I got banned. <laughs> you got banned? You actually got oh, 100% banned? 100% I got banned. Yeah. I was like, dang, that that was a fun little wild ride I had for a, a short period of time. But it was a blast. Um, yeah, Halo Reach, I played that for a little bit. Halo DST, I think, was before Reach. That was a different yeah. kind of game. Halo, uh, Halo Wars. That yes, was the strategy different. one. Yeah. I really enjoyed that, but didn't play it much. Yeah, I mean, Halo 5 was a little popular. Infinite, I think, has been a very good game. But at this point, nobody wants to play Halo anymore. I don't know. It's really weird. I think it's just, it's not fast-paced enough. It hasn't changed, really, like, fundamentally in 20, you know, nearly 20 years at this yeah. point. So. Well, I think when you get into... Uh, Fortnite getting popular, and then what was the Call of Duty? Call of Duty, uh, Warzone. Warzone. Yeah, that yeah. stuff was just became a little more popular than the traditional matchmaking. You get into a lobby, you know the teams, all that. And yeah. I think that and now was it's the like downfall. CS:GO. I mean, that's kind of the only game that stood the test of time. I feel like, but yeah, yeah, that's a big one. <sighs> what have you been doing on Sundays? Have you been watching football? Uh, yeah. Usually wake up, go to mass at seven thirty a.m., come back home do whatever work I need to get done, do some household chores, and then uh, watch a little bit of one of the pregame shows. And then once 1 p.m. hits, I mean, I'm I'm ready to roll, ready to go. We've had a lot of events over the past Sundays where we'd have, we've had to uh, be present at, uh, like family events, things like that. So haven't been able to watch as much football as I, I want to. I've been able to watch a lot of Colts just because wherever we go, they're going to have the Colts on, which is nice. Um, I don't have any Colts players, and I don't think I've had any players who have been on teams that have played the Colts in the past five weeks. 
Um, but just keeping that phone right next to me. And the most annoying thing that the sleeper app does, and I've talked about this before, if I open the app, it will show me like a projected score that is like kind of high. It'll show me like a projected score from five minutes ago, and then it'll update after two seconds. So I'll open it up and I'll look at it and I'll see I'm at like 150 and I'm like, oh, sick. And then it'll update after two seconds and it'll go down like 134. And I'm like, why is it doing this? And it's the most <laughs> annoying thing. So I have to literally open the app, not look at it for like 10 to 20 seconds just to make sure that it's at the current projected score so I can get uh, an accurate picture of where I'm at. Um, so I've just been a lot of app tracking right now on, on Sleeper is is yeah. what I've been doing on Sunday. I have I have turned off all Sleeper notifications at this point. I don't get any Except for injuries, I think is the only thing I get. I've never That's had them on. It's not worth it. Dude, I used to have the big play notifications on. That is fucking torture. Yeah. On Sunday. What does yeah, it do? Because I, I don't have notifications turned on my phone. Any for play over for 20 yards on any of your teams, on, on any of your active players who may have a play that goes for longer than 20 yards, you get a notification. Why is that it. torture? Isn't that a good thing? I mean, it's 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 a good thing if you're getting notifications, but if it's Sunday and you know the games have started and you're mm. not getting notifications, okay. it's that, like that's it's why I, that's why I don't have notifications on, and that's why I watch the ticker. I probably watch the ticker more than I watch the actual Colts game that I'm that I have turned on. When I saw the sick. 69 yard receiving touchdown by Tyreek Hill, that thing popped up. You. You're going through the ticker, you're watching it, and then you see that on CBS, you see the blue uh, thing, cover the ticker, score alert in white letters, and I'm thinking, come on, come on, buddy, come on. It's got to be one of my players. <laughs> and then I see a 69-yard uh, receiving touchdown by Tyreek Hill. I lose my mind. I'm screaming. I'm like, oh, that's you know, 13 points right there, almost 14. That's incredible. Uh, so I, I think for all those out there listening, turn off your sleeper notifications throw whatever football game you want to actually watch on. Obviously you want to watch the Colts uh, for most of us and just watch that ticker. They do a good job of keeping you updated or the game breaks where they go back to New York or LA or wherever. And you see a yeah, highlight they do. of, they a, do. of a Raheem Mostert 40 yard touchdown run, stuff like that. Yeah. It's the best. It is. It is. I, I am. I've stopped watching red zone this year and I honestly don't know if I would get it again. Sunday ticket is the way to go, honestly, if you're going to do it. It's way more expensive, but red zone is, it, it melts your brain. I think it's the equivalent of TikTok for football is on, honestly it's how it's too I much good. Yeah. You're right? just like touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And then you can't watch seconds. a normal game. Afterwards. No, you can't. No. And, and you, and, and when you watch red zone, like I said, you have no idea how the actual flow of the game is because you're just jumping into a game when someone's in the red zone. Like you have no right. game sense. You literally learn nothing about football except for who scored in fantasy that week. Like it's it's toxic. I yeah. think there should be a lawsuit <laughs> against Red Zone. For yeah, toxicity. it's definitely for certain people only. I have watched it before in the past, and it's just I agree, it's too much. Because then I know if my if the players if the teams that my players are on aren't showing up then I know that they're not scoring well. And it's fun to have that surprise on the ticker, or if I'm not watching the game, just to open up my phone and see my projected points total increase by 20 for whatever reason, and then trying to check my team to see who had that big play. 
that's more exciting and less sad overall yeah. for me. Well, I think what you really learned is the most exciting is having the old radio on. You know, when you're they that really was, get you going. That was a radio. blast. <laughs> yeah, I was driving down to the airport to pick up Becca and I picked her up and I had watched most of the game. The Bills, uh, who were they playing? Was it Jacksonville? Dolphins. I think it was. Oh, it was Jacksonville. You're yeah, right, Jacksonville. yeah, because Jacksonville plays every game in London nowadays. Yeah. That's um, true. I was watching the game and they just were not throwing to Gabe Davis. I think he had maybe two targets before I had left to go pick up Becca. And then I think I, I had left to at halftime um i think his catches his touchdowns were in the second half and i pick her up and we're driving back and we got it on the radio and i just hear like touchdown bills whatever and thinking okay cool who is it it's going to be Diggs. it's going to be Diggs. and then it was gabe davis and i'm like thank you i start screaming i'm like let's go i needed that he wasn't getting thrown to at all start off the week uh the you know this week good with an early uh sunday game getting a touchdown with one of my receivers penalty flag oh defeats me i'm like you got to be kidding me and i remember thinking in my head like they're gonna go right back to gabe davis they have to if it worked right then it's gonna work right now plus i'd get the extra 15 or 10 or however many yards penalty yards that was just called and then i don't know who was on the radio but they said bill's touchdown and they did not say who it was until like a minute or two after they kicked the extra point i'm sitting there thinking who is it? it's gonna be Diggs. it was gabe davis Made me so happy. I'm like, not only did I get the touchdown back, I also got that 10 or 15 or however many extra penalty yards. Made me so happy. I'm screaming. Let's go. Yeah, there's nothing like that feeling of watching your player go for a big play. And that's why sometimes the like Thursday night football games are fun. You know, I don't have the game on right now. I know Travis Kelsey just got a 40 yard catch. Yes, he did. Three receptions, 53 yards, one touchdown. Oh, he has a touchdown. He does. Or I don't think so. I don't think wait, so. Wait, 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 wait. No, no points. touchdown. 6.8. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, for the first quarter, we'll take it. Is um, Taylor Swift there? I haven't she been is. Looking. Third game oh, in a row. Is. She's still there, yeah. No, yeah, she yeah. wasn't at the, uh, what was their most recent game? I don't think she was at that one. Uh, they play? It was some, it was, wasn't the Jets last week, was it? Did they play the Jets No, that was two week? weeks ago, because I think that was like a Sunday night or a Monday night game. There was one that, was it? Well, I'll just pull up their schedule. It was, uh, no, 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 no. Well, I don't know if you guys can hear me, but my internet just went out. Josh, can you hear me? All right, this is a solo pod now while I reconnect to the internet. Um, Taylor Swift's a big deal. It has gotten a lot of people involved in football uh-huh. these days. Riff a little bit. Which is fun. Okay, Josh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. All you right, can I was just, just cut going that out, right? I was just going to solo pod. No, it's kind of fun for the boys, right? Wait, you I, weren't going to be solo potting. It was going to be, or was it? I guess it would have been. I'm the one yeah. recording. Yeah. Well, we'll find yeah. out once I end the call and we'll see who's actually uh, picked up on that because I Who had no made idea. It? So I just started uh, going uh, on a rant. Um, Taylor Swift was at the, uh, she didn't go to the Vikings game. Yeah, Minnesota. Play, so. That was the one. But she's here tonight. I haven't, I've had the game on on my iPad to my left as I record this, but I have not seen any of her. Oh. I'm kind of disappointed. Wow. Where did you, you see gonna... that she's at the game? Twitter? I think I saw it on Twitter X. or Sleeper or something. Yeah. I don't, I'm not on Twitter anymore. There's no way on it's social. on Sleeper. Really? I think I might have seen it as a Sleeper notification. <laughs> I get all the player updates on Sleeper. So okay. that's where I saw it. That's really all right, funny. Sloan. 
Anything else for fantasy? We've just been, this has kind of been one of my, honestly, my favorite podcasts of the season that we've done. Where we don't talk much about fantasy football. We talked a little bit about football, about fantasy Well, let's football, talk about waivers and trades about? at least. I mean, waivers, I guess we had a couple of big ones this week. We had the running back from uh, Arizona, the rookie. You spent all of your fab on him uh, that you had in excess of $1,000. So quite a bit there. That's why you negotiate for fab in the offseason. You want to get that in-season fab. I told myself, you know what? I have this fab. This is probably an overpay. I really thought I was going to be overpaying by like at least $300. And I I had a parish council meeting Tuesday night. Starts at 7. Goes till 8.30. So I don't get to see waivers until I get out of that. And I turn on my phone afterwards and I see a text from Brian. Brian, And he says, so how much fab and picks is it going to take for me to get uh, Di Mercado? And I'm like, okay, I must have got him. And then I checked, and I'm like, whoa, Brian was right there behind me. I was really surprised to to see his waiver bid. There's nothing that feels better than when you bid a lot of money and you outbid someone else, you know? It, feels it just so feels good. so good. Yeah, and I don't like... even know if I'm going to start him this week. We'll see. I Miles Sanders hasn't been performing well, and he's also been injured. He hasn't practiced the last couple of days. Um, so yeah. really it's up to K.J. Osborne or – uh, De Mercados is going to be in that uh, final spot, but uh, it depends on uh, whether Keontae Ingram's playing and where he's at in terms of pecking order. But yeah, anyway, um, Trent Irwin, I have no idea who that is. Austin bid twenty seven dollars on him. Nobody else bid anything. I don't. That feels like a classic one hit wonder week to me. Nine points targets- last week. That's great, but he had. Snap percentages, week one, 21, week two, 18%. Didn't play week three, 42% week four, 76 week five. So for some reason, it's increased. I have no idea why, um, but he had 10 targets and eight receptions, which I think is impressive. But yeah, I completely agree with you. This is a guy where people see him on the the waivers and they're like, well, he scored nine points last week. So obviously he's going to do that again. No, he's not. No. Tyrod Taylor, uh, that's hilarious. Whatever. Nah, what, not, nothing. I, what does he think? Do you think Dan, Dan Jones is going to get benched? I guess so. I think he's just kind of cycling quarterbacks at this point. That's Mike's specialty, though. He's the king yeah, of quarterbacks. He is, for sure. All right, we had one trade. I don't care about uh, Ahmed, Salvin yeah. Ahmed. It was nothing, not an ad. Mike and I made a trade today. It was quick and easy. Uh, I give Mike a Tank Dell and a 2024 third from Matt, and I get a 2024 third from Colin and your 2024 second round pick this year. So you exchanged 2024 thirds, uh huh. albeit not each of your own. No, we exchanged other people's. And so, then tanked L for 2024 second. Yeah, so I moved back probably three three picks, four picks in the third round, and then I get a second round pick for Tank Dell. For me, this is just cashing out at a player's, you know, I'm not saying it's their peak, but I don't think Tank Dell has a very high ceiling. He's 5'10", 165 pounds. If he becomes an NFL great, that's awesome. But it's a very small receiver, and you've already seen him get injured uh, during the first few weeks of the season. So Mike was willing to go in, and I'm willing to take a second to cash out. Was he the Tank that was doing well this season? Yeah, he was. He had a... I mean, he's he's had a he already had he's wide receiver 24 and a half PPR so far this year. 
Okay. Uh, has over 300 yards. Like he's had it. He's had a good year for sure. Because um, the other tank is Bigsby. Tank Bigsby. Yeah. He's both rookies for Jacksonville. And Bigsby was taken much. higher in the actual NFL draft than Dell. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess both were taken higher. They were. Oh, in the NFL. I thought you were Bigsby, saying a rookie draft. Well, Bigsby was taken higher in both NFL and our draft, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bigsby was taken quite. I think Tank Dell did get drafted in the third round of the NFL draft. So he he was, you know, he had pretty good draft capital. Right. Um, and did. Yeah. Did Dylan get him? Uh, Bigsby. He got Bigsby. I had Tank Dell. Uh, yeah, who had Bigsby? Dylan got Bigsby. Dylan did. I think Bigsby yeah. was drafted after Tank Dell in the NFL draft. I'm gonna look that up because I why 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 would that happen? Why would he be? Why would Tank Bigsby be drafted after Tank Dell? Yeah, I guess I would just assume that the player who got drafted higher in our fantasy draft would also have been taken higher in the actual NFL draft. Well, this is where you get a little bit more into the like player profile aspect of NFL players. So first piece, running back scarcity. Running backs are much harder to come by, especially consistent starters. So you'd rather take a flyer there. Running backs are also not really valued by the NFL. So they typically get drafted in the third round. Whereas, you know, Tank Bigsby might've been the fourth, fifth running back off the board. Dell was probably the 10th, 11th, you know, 15th wide receiver off the board. So... So uh, my screen's spazzing out a little bit. Let me pull it down. Tank Bigsby. Well, Tank Dell was taken in the third round, overall pick 69. Bigsby, Bigsby was also third round, overall pick 88. So you're right. Tank Dell was uh, selected higher in the actual NFL draft, but not in our fantasy football draft, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, huh? Uh, Tank Dell was drafted in the fourth round, I think. Of not our... what I see on Wikipedia, but no, 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 the fourth round of our rookie draft. Pick oh, four point five. Bigsby was pick two point ten, so fifteen picks wow. earlier. Interesting. And Bigsby's first name is Cartavius, while Dell's is Nathaniel. Yes. For those wondering where the nickname <laughs> Tank comes from, I have no idea. I think Tank Tank Dell's nickname is kind of ironic because he's 5'10, 165. Like he is very small. When I think of a tank, I think short and squat. And I would imagine both well, Tank Bigsby's six six foot. Yeah, he's like two fifteen. He's only two boy. inches between six foot and five ten. But I bet they're yeah, both but thick boys growing he's up. He's fifty pounds heavier than <laughs> Tank Dell. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I would say Dell is more tank than than Bigsby for sure. <laughs> wow. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, okay. Who anyway. deserves the tank more? Who deserves to be called? You think Dell? Somebody trade this to Matt just so he can have someone with the name Tank on his team while he's tanking. That's fun. That is fun. Yeah, Matt deserves a tank. Tank Dell sure. is two years older than Bigsby, and they're both rookies. Yeah, Tank Dell is huh. 24 years old. He is He is not a young guy. Wow, he young is guy. old. Yeah. Not what He's you want to see. Yeah, that's going to lower his draft, his uh, overall value in the fantasy football league for sure. Too I mean, old. <laughs> he's already he's already old. Like, but then again, you look at the what's the Austin Eckler argument? He hasn't had a lot of usage. He might be old, which means he hasn't had a lot of usage. 
Dell is a wide receiver, though. You know that, right? Oh, I don't know that. I, you think oh, okay. I know who rookies are, Josh? <laughs> I thought you <laughs> no knew he idea. was a wide receiver. You've been looking him up right now. That This makes more sense. No, he's a wide receiver. Yeah, Tink Dell is a wide receiver. And he's 5'10", and the running back tank is six foot. Yeah, yeah, wow. exactly. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. He picked the wrong position, I guess. Interesting. And let's see, Dell went to Alabama A&M, and, and then and well, Alabama A&M, Independence <laughs> Community College. Son, are you giving star, us a history lesson right Star now? of, uh, I believe, Independence <laughs> Community College, also Indy, uh, was – Featured in uh, Last Chance. Was that what it was? Last Chance Last U? Chance U. On yeah, Netflix. U. And then ended up at Houston. Whereas Bigsby, he went to Auburn. Go Tigers. War Eagle. <laughs> War damn Eagle, I think is huh. what they say, right? Yeah, I guess looking at this, I'd, I'd rather tank, take uh, tank, take Bigsby in the draft because he went to Auburn and he's a bigger guy, whereas I don't want a guy who went to Alabama A&M and then a community college and then Houston. Give me that SEC blood. Come on. So, makes sense to me. But Tank Dell is performing better, better in uh, fantasy football these days. Fun stuff. I Anyway, Josh, I don't have anything else to talk about. Me neither. This has been fun. I think this might be – this is why I think we'll need Matt and Brian to kind of cycle on and off with us because I think this is kind of where we're at at this point. Like, I don't I think – and I don't I want jump, to say this. I go immediately out of work into this. Like, I'm not thinking about this at all before we do this. I'm just – Let's be honest, I'm, Josh. You're thinking about fantasy football all day, every day with how many I, texts you I, send about <laughs> trades. But I'm not thinking about the podcast. You know, like when I get on here, I just yeah. want to chit-chat with you, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think, and this is no offense to you, but I think Brian and Matt do a much better job at specific analysis of teams and players than we do. Yeah, I mean, we're not, that's not our goal here. I, I Like, if you and I start getting into players, like, it's not going to be a fun conversation for you. You're not a, you're not a player guy. You're a vibes guy. You're all about vibes. Oh, yeah. When somehow that is taking me to top of the table yeah. right now. Yeah. Lots no, this is this is this is like uh this is like one there's plenty of podcasts that have like alternating hosts, you know, depending upon what kind of content content you're looking for. This is more content for the the Austins, Dylans, Tommies of our league who are just right. here for a good time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so certain managers in our league only need to listen to this podcast once every two weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Um well, yeah. Uh Colin has negative 1.24 points. Josh has 10.2 at this point. Yeah, starting Russell Wilson is not what you want to see. I just wanted to point that out before we ended the podcast. Well, uh, Broncos country, let's ride. I started there and I'll end there. It's perfect. See you guys. <laughs> All right. See you soon. <laughs>